Home Slice Audio. came from it's in the closet <laughs> maybe you need a spreadsheet rob um, no hey everybody i'm just gonna go right into her huh we are well we've been talking for a while yeah, loosened up now, and this has been uh this has been a struggle this week so we apologize for the lateness of getting this episode well, out. You're still right going to crap this out tomorrow morning. So isn't yeah, it usually I have them out. On usually I have them out on Wednesdays. Oh, I can do them. I can do a quick turnaround on these nine times out of ten because we don't put a lot of effort into it. So the uh, <laughs> so the the editing on it's not yeah. too bad. <laughs> just just no. just know that he could have had it out on Wednesday this week too, except he had to go get an oil change at four Look, o'clock. I was so overdue, and I just. It was the it was the only time I don't my wife takes the truck, okay? Because well, your wife can take the truck to gets, get the oil change. It gets thirteen miles of the gallon, and I work in Rapid City. I live thirty miles away, so I get it changed here in Rapid City because I get free tire rotation because I brought my tires to the place where I get the oil changes. It's a whole thing, Rob. I know it's a whole thing. They they probably also do oil changes five other days. They of the probably week. do, but it just so happened or at other times throughout the day that my wife came, woke up Tuesday morning, and was leaving the house. Like, oh, by the way, I have to take the car. So that all the dominoes just kind of fell into place. Okay. Yeah, Rob got pushed to the back along with the. Did Rob still get to drink? Oh, I drank. Okay. Without, yeah. <laughs> then, then shut up. Shut up. You I still... didn't start drinking at 11 o'clock today. <laughs> you st- I did. <laughs> it, today, as we're recording this, is National Irish Coffee Day today. So on the radio show that I do, we had uh, we had some Irish coffee. And it was way better than uh, I remembered Irish coffee ever being. Because we had Bushmills, the Prohibition recipe that we used. And it was delicious. Yeah, except for the coffee part of it. Did you take a drink of this and it hit you hard, or what happened? Yeah, I was a victim of the first sip, I think. Okay. You should have just eased into it then. I did. It was a small sip, trust me. We'll talk about what we're drinking here in a little bit. It's really good flavor, but it burned. I love how this smells so far. We're going to get to it coming up. Um, All right, let's do some some news uh, that's out there for whiskey. Because one of the most coveted Woodford Reserve bourbons of the year is out. Did you know this? Woodford, no. The Double Double Oaked. Is double, out. double oaked. Double, double oaked. Not the double oaked, but the, uh, the quad, double, the, double. The quadruple oaked. Yes. Uh, this, each year they release this. Seems like they should just say four oak or something. <laughs> limited quantity. Uh, it's aged, they say, a little longer in a second heavily toasted, lightly charred new oak, oak barrel is what they do. <laughs> We've had the double, double oaked before, though. The double, we, double? Yes. I know we had it at one of the whiskey festivals. The name is Stupid Sure. But we've had it. Oh, it's stupid. But it it's just, out. It seems like there's more. There's there's more better. <laughs> what? <laughs> Were you drinking well, at eleven? No, no, you weren't. But it just it just seems like there's you know other names out there that. You well, know, I'm sure I get it. Might be better than. But it's double it's, double oak. It's all in the marketing, and that really sells it. What they've what they've done with it there. So, I like it. I uh, you, so you, is it? Well, is so it's not. It's been aged a little longer in a second, heavily toasted, lightly charred new oak barrel. 
Well, so okay, the, so what's the difference between that and the double barrel? Look, I took the story from the news place that I get well, my news, and the, I didn't deep dive into it. You're the researcher here. Because, I'm just well, here for color. I didn't care to go this deep into it because I, I don't really care for Woodford Reserve, but apparently well, it's you a don't big like deal. Woodford Reserve? I really what don't. Heck? No, not really. That's it's sacrilege. okay. Not really. It's okay. It's pretty good. Uh, well, I'm glad you like it, but I just it's one of those things that I don't. Um, but uh, here's one I do. Well, you're try. drinking one of these that you don't, and it doesn't I seem to be affecting your attitude we'll at all. Talk about what we're drinking. This goes back to a podcast a few weeks ago. We said where it's all about revisiting old friends, <laughs> right? And that's what we're doing <laughs> well, with yeah, this. This one. wasn't the old friend from way back when. This is. Your your new old. Hopefully, friend. it's going to be a new friend because I want to give it another chance. All right. Yeah, well, this might be the only one of these you get. Would you drink uh, any bourbon that's made from a um, city's fountain? <laughs> <laughs> because that's a thing. So they just went down to the water fountain at Central Park and filled up a barrel, and away we went. One hundred percent. Was Cinc- I close? Cincinnati's Fountain oh, Square. Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, they have the Tyler Davidson Fountain. It's in the downtown Cincinnati, I guess. That seems like a terrible idea. Uh, but it also supplies fresh drinking water. And now they've made a bourbon that is proofed using the water from this fountain. They're accepting the pre-orders for it now from Cincinnati Distilling. It's called Fountain Square Reserve Bourbon, 96 proof. Double, double. Nope, not double, double. <laughs> and it celebrates the history of the Tyler Davidson Fountain. Probably doesn't have a pee in it. Have you been to Cincinnati? I have not. I don't think I have either. I think I, I drove not, around the outskirts of it, but never through. So, yeah, it's a fountain apparently that was donated in the eighteen early 1800s <laughs> by somebody. And the guy said, look, here's the fountain, but you have to promise me that you'll maintain it and it will always have fresh potable water for the city. So this fountain is all you could go. Apparently, you can just walk up to this fountain and drink out of it because the water is is pure and natural and now it's whiskey. So <laughs> probably doesn't have pee in it. Well, I'm hoping nobody's peeing well, in it. It's Cincinnati. Well, even if I, mean, you, I guess it's not Cleveland. Listen, what, even if you peed into the fountain, it's not you're not going to pee where the water's coming out. Okay, you don't drink from the fountain part. You drink from uh, where it comes out. So you can't really you pee drink into from that the pool. No, right. You, shallow, shallow. You don't into drink the pool. from the pool. No, so don't do that. I don't know. I'd probably drink it then. I know. We should probably like, try I'd to probably get drink a drink if it had a little pee in it. <laughs> it's, how could would you, be, how, could how would be you know? worse than some of the stuff you brought in here. <laughs> My stuff is delicious. It is not. It is. it is awful. Uh, also, what what was this last week? I think when we were talking about. Yeah, it must have been. We were just trying to kick around some ideas for the show. And somebody had posted up. Wasn't in Dakota whiskey territory. I want to get to those guys in a minute, though, because I put a question on there I want to talk about. Uh, but somebody had put up a, a, a picture of a, it, it was a liquor store somewhere, huge shelf, right? Giant shelf full of whiskeys. You do realize that the listeners can't see how wide apart your hands are while you're talking. It was about- this big, Rob. <laughs> no, it's a big shelf. It was as, at least as big as the wall in this room, if not bigger. Well, Again, well, listeners so. can't see the wall, but it's huge. Just take it, take it from me. Right. It's a moderately sized wall. But it was full of all of the great allocated stuff that you're always searching for, right? Yeah. Everything. And it was beautiful. They sell it all at MSRP if you open the bottle the second you buy it in the store. Fuck, sold. That would be my wet dream. I, at first I struggled with that idea a little bit, 
But then I'm like, no, that's that. That's perfect. I, I love it because they're they're fighting so hard against the secondary market, and they don't want people to come in and buy 14 bottles of Eagle Rare 10, and then just and then try to sell it. Try for to flip 500 it. Yep. bucks on the secondary market. Right. I didn't see it makes what perfect their, sense to me. What their prices were if you just took it out of the store. I didn't. They didn't have that price list anywhere. Oh, you could do that too. Yes, exactly. So you if you, could, if you gonna, wanted the. I don't know the Pappy Twelve for 125 bucks. You had to open it right there. Yes. But if you want, if you were willing to pay 1,200 bucks for it, you could take then it. Then you could take it home. Yeah, I love That's that brilliant. idea. Absolutely brilliant. And I, and I, I love this guy. Where I, is he? I don't know because I, I couldn't find the post again. And I'm like, God, did I dream that? Did I make that up? <laughs> God, I hope not. Even, but even if I even didn't if make you it did, up, it's a brilliant idea. Yes. And I couldn't believe that you did because you don't have those very often. But I don't. But what I, I, I would love to know, I would love if. I'm gonna. I'll put this podcast on our on our Facebook page, and I'd like comments on it if if that is a good idea or not. If you are comfortable enough opening up a bottle of Pappy 15 right there in the store, before absolutely, you walk out. I'll take a tug on it and share it with the guy for MSRP. God, yes, I think I would too. I'm all on board with it now. I totally yeah, sold. I'm a huge fan of that idea. Okay, love it. Um, but 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 you know, I'm not the guy flipping crap on the secondary market either. I yeah. mean, m- most of my bottles are open or are going to be open. Right. You know. That led me to the question that I put on Dakota Whiskey Territory. I'm not looking to fund a Tesla. No, but you could at least fund something that's better than the truck you have. I think maybe it's time. That truck is awesome. It's got a new motor okay. in it. Oh, it's got an old new motor in it. <laughs> or a new old motor uh, What year is it? Oh, three. <laughs> Hey, God bless you, man. It needs a windshield. <laughs> You're keeping it going. My windshield, my windshield needs a little work. I put a question on Dakota Whiskey Territory. Uh, is there a bottle on your shelf that you will never open, but will also never part with? And I said, why or why not? And I got wonderful responses on this so far. Uh, a lot of people had sentimental value on some of these. Uh, one guy said, my friend opened his own distillery, and I have a bottle of his first ever bourbon. He said, I may never open it. And he said, if I do, he'll be there if, if I do. I asked him I what the dis- depends on if it's his first batch was any good right, or not. Exactly. <laughs> well, you may not be losing out on that much. I asked him it's what the distillery was. sentimental value. But he hasn't responded. Uh, somebody said, Weller 12. I bought it on the way home from the hospital with my first boy. It'll be a present for him, which I thought was kind of cool. I've got a bottle of Weller 12 that's open right now. I have a bottle of Weller 12 that I haven't opened because it just looks so pretty sitting next to the other bottle of Weller that I have mm-hmm. that I don't want to open, but I'm going to. I know. Um, he says, uh, another guy, uh, Josh, said I have a bottle on my shelf that I would never part with. And as of right now, it is not open, but waiting for the right time to open it. It's a bottle of Kessler from the 60s. That was my grandfather's. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not that, familiar. Nope. That was really cool. Um, I think, it, I think, is it more, I'm, I'm from what I'm noticing here, most of these things are more sentimental value than, well, than, yes, there's a, know. there's a couple on here that I'm going to get to though, that aren't quite that. Um, Kyle says he has an, um, an unopened, this is just sacrilege to you, 1.75 Jack Daniels um, from his parents' wedding. He said it's <laughs> still down there unopened. Think the current plan is for it to pass out pours when his dad passes away. <laughs> I well, hope his dad didn't read that. Yeah, Wait right a minute. <laughs> I'm still but, here, son. But just think, I mean, if that's one of those, those guys got married back in the, you know, whatever, well, exactly. 50s, 60s, that thing is Delicious. Because we've had a pour of 50-year-old Jack Black, yeah. and it's amazing. Hey, uh, will you let me know when your dad passes away? <laughs> wow, Rob. 
That's cold right there. Well, I don't know, Kyle. Uh, Shay said he has a bottle of, uh, or she has a bottle of Pappy 23, which she's never going to open. Uh, Jim said Blanton's bottled on my birthday month and day. Oh, that will see? probably be opened on his 65th. It's kind of, I mean, those sentimental things are are cute. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. That's, I get it. And Pass then it a family heirloom kind of a thing, I guess. And then we have our old buddy, Justin Henriksen, who commented on this. I have a bottle of Lord Calvert. Reminds me of my grandma. She was very religious. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, Justin, you smart ass. Uh, very good. No, I haven't seen him in a while. I know. I think he's been working in Sioux Falls too much. We're going to have to get down there and... I have yeah. a drink with him. Now, here's the one that uh, led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole on this one. Not uh, to be confused with blackened rabbit hole. Right. A bottle each of rhetoric, 24 so and did, 25. You, have a, you, you don't have any of those. No, that... I don't have anything like that at all. Um, I kind of, yeah, I mean, I thought about, I wouldn't have opened that McAllen rare cask, maybe. Uh <laughs> Well, you Somebody didn't. did you, that for you, me. You didn't, technically. Yep. Nope, you're absolutely and right. it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have anything. Do you have anything? Do you have a bottle like that? I don't think so. I mean, even the stuff that I've got that's signed, I mean, that century mm. that's in there, you know, it might that's be. That's what I didn't take into account. It might be. It depends. How's that? Would you open that bottle of Century, really? Well, not on a whim. It'd have to be the right thing. What could that possibly be? I don't be? know. But what, I mean, what are you going to do with it if you don't drink it? I mean, Pass my, it are on. my kids going to want it? I don't know. Wouldn't they? Because it was yours. Wouldn't one of your daughters take it because it was oh, something maybe. you liked? I mean, if I live long enough to get them to like me you again, won't. maybe. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh your daughters keep, like you. Keep paying for college, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, um, I think. I think... I, I forgot about that bottle. You know, you have. something like that, maybe. But also, you know, if the zombie apocalypse hits and we're running out of booze, that thing's getting cracked. I get it. Sure. Yeah. Who is who signed that? Was that signed by? I think it was Fletcher and Arnett. Both signed it. That's that's pretty cool. Bottle of that signed by both of those guys. I think. Yeah. Well, I do like. I have signed bottles. I have, a, I have a handful that Jeff has signed for me. I know I'll never open those Jack bottles that he's signed. Just, it's it's not, you know. You I mean, never I, know I, when I, you're going to need a single... Lynchburg lemonade and you're in a tight spot. I, I think I know where to find some bottles of Jack. Okay, I think I'm fine there. Well, yeah, don't so, come into my office. In that sense, yes, I do have those bottles for sure. And I have the bottle, uh, one of the first bottles from Irish uh, Keeper's Heart. It was signed by mm, Brian yeah. Cashman or yeah. Brian Cash, so I don't think I'll ever open that one either, you know, because it was it was it's a semi original bottle from right. the first year they were out. Sure. Okay. Anyway, um, this this Todd posted a bottle of Rhetoric twenty four and twenty five, <laughs> which I had never heard of before. He says I'll never say never. Just need the right special occasion to crack them again, maybe for my daughter's wedding. Otherwise, I hate to open anything. I just have one of, kind of a rule to not open the last man standing. Which I get. If you can get a couple, three bottles, maybe you don't well, open the one. Yeah, I mean, if it's impossible to find, I understand that. But, but have you heard of rhetoric? I haven't. Okay. This comes from Orphan Barrel Whiskey Distilling Company. Okay. So we've had some of the Orphan Barrel stuff. Have we? Well, I have. At Windsor and... We had an Orphan Barrel at 
Whiskey Fest, was it last year, two I, years ago? I'm vaguely familiar with this. They're owned by, well, they're not owned by, but they were created by Diageo, this orphan barrel. Um, it was kind of a vehicle for commercializing a large stock of ultra-aged American whiskey that it had maturing at the Stitzler Weller Distillery in Shively County, or Shively, Kentucky. Okay. So why would Diageo have the Stitzel Weller? Here we go. They describe it as an endeavor to rescue long-forgotten barrels of rare and delicious whiskey and share them with others. They say, we like to think the project is founded in dark, quiet corners of rickhouses around the world where artisanal whiskeys were forgotten, just waiting to be discovered. The controversy that sounds is, like it's the back of a whiskey label. <laughs> the con- well, problem, I'm sure it is. Uh, critics have chastised the company for a lack of transparency about the origin of the whiskeys it was bottling and for overhyping it to the market. While the whiskeys has been maturing at Stitzler Weller, none of the whiskeys released to date were actually distilled there. So again, yeah, how did dia- does Stitzler Weller isn't Sazerac? That's it? a Sazerac, of course. So I don't, I didn't get into the Diageo but, connection. So then, so yeah, I would have to research that a little more. And somebody out here is probably already knows more than me. Sure. But, but like, so the Pappy Land book that was written by mm-hmm. whoever, right? Um. It it made a con pretty early in the book. There was a comment made that that uh, they had taken all of the whiskey that was pappy because Diageo didn't know what to do with it, and they shipped it to Canada for blending in Crown Royal. So there is some connection there, but off the top of my head, I don't know what that is. Interesting, Brunerl. To say the text list. us tomorrow and tell us we're stupid. <laughs> right. well, speaking of uh, Dan, I want to thank him because also recently released here was the Old Forester 1924, which for some odd reason has taken forever to hit our market. The distributors, we're not getting really a lot of details as to why it's taken so long, but it is finally going to arrive out here. And from everything I've read about it, it's going to be a, a very highly sought-after bottle. Um, but Dan was nice enough to say, when I get them, I'll put one away for you guys to buy. So I want to thank him profusely for allowing us to do that. Uh, and I'm very excited to try it. I mean, I know you're an Old Forester fan, I obviously. I do like Old Forester quite yeah. a little, yeah. So um, super excited to get that, and I just wanted to send a thank you to him right away. Because that was very nice of him. Even though we don't have it yet. Right. Even though we don't have it. So maybe premature. And, e- and even though it's going to have to go on the company card, yours it might, probably. It might go on my card because I'm taking some bitch home. <laughs> we'll see, pal. Who gets there first, all right? Well, well see Lord knows it isn't going to be you. It isn't going to be me. You're right. Um, okay. Now, you sent me an article last week, earlier this week. I don't know. A couple nights ago. It's, I don't know. You're, you're, yeah. you're moist. Earlier, How, how's your moist January been going? It's going, going by the pretty way? good. Okay. It's been getting a little damper. <laughs> I was really good outside of outside of the Dallas trip. That was that was pretty rainy, literally and figuratively. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of chilled. And then over the last week, it's it's. The, the humidity's coming up okay. a little. Okay, we're around 80, 85% humidity <laughs> right now. Very good. I'm going to need you to dial that back. <laughs> no, you uh, you sent an article about uh, the 12 best bourbons to buy right now. And I, I'm just, I wonder why, 
I get a lot of the articles from the from the robreport.com. Is that just because I don't is that, I don't even know yes. where it came from. Robreport.com. I just read it. The one. I clicked okay. on it and thought, well, you 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 uh, subconsciously saw your name and I think that's, that's why you did. Not true. Um and on the list was the first thing that popped up on the list was the This was the first one on the list, yes. I think, right? This was the Knob Creek 12, which of course is part of the Jim Beam small batch uh, collection. And I have a very, I'm scared of Knob Creek. <laughs> I have Ryan still haunting your dreams. Ryan, yes, totally, um, totally terrified me because one of the very first store picked whiskeys we ever got to drink when we started this little endeavor was from Timmins Market and their Knob Creek store pick that they did. Yep. Coming in at seven hundred proof, <laughs> at least for us newbies, it was it was one hundred and ten or twenty, 20 something yeah. easily. Yeah, and, and, and those two drank it like yeah, nothing. We and said before they sipped it like they were having a glass of wine. I couldn't get enough ice in my glass. <laughs> exactly. It <laughs> to was the, to the point where I brought ice back out, and Ryan goes, "Oh, you meant ice." <laughs> like, shit, dude. Sorry, I'm not. Yeah. I, I can't, I'm yeah. new with this 125 proofs. I can't do it. Now I've I've grown into and I've been able to appreciate proofs that are 100 or better. There are some that we've had that that drink like they're 80 proof. There are some 100 proofs that drink like they're 150 proof. Yeah. Right. Knob Creek, that one they had was unbelievable. I oof. and I hadn't It'd had be a interesting single taste to try it. It'd be interesting to try it again just because we've come. We've come so We've far. We've come so far, right? Um, I would be interested to try it again at that proof point. This was on the list. This is the same mash bill um, as the the original Knob Creek, but it's in the barrel for twelve years, uh, and it's only this is a hundred proof. Um, it's delicious. It's pretty good. It's this is super flavorful, delicious. It is everything that you want from a whiskey to just sip on. But we're afraid to ask. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll ask the questions. Sure. Don't um, have any answers. This um, this comes in between their ten and their fifteen. That's, so it, that's where twelve usually falls. Sure. Thanks, Rob. It really, um, it really, it's 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 perfect. I I would I would gladly buy a bottle of this, but this is. That's relatively hard to get a hold of, I believe. Yeah, I bought it from a buddy who, well, Tucker, who was trying to downsize a little bit, and I bought it knowing that I was going to open it. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm always surprised that I can enjoy something from um, a distillery that I normally wouldn't drink. I mean, I normally wouldn't have a bottle of Jim Beam anywhere. Right. But then they well, can crank out Jim Beams. I know they, they, I don't, I don't get it. Why is your entry level whiskey not great, but then you can start cranking out some really, just make your entry level stuff really good. Well, cause then you wouldn't buy the, be able to buy the entry level <sighs> stuff for 15 Maybe. bucks. I suspect that's probably true. This is, this is, I really like this. It's a little dry, um, kind of after you swallow it, after you get it down a little bit, there's. There's a little bit of that desertness in my mouth, desert, desert-ishness. Um, 
That's like when you kind of... Uh, How many suffixes are you going to throw on I there? don't know. It's kind of like when you... Uh, yeah, it just feels like I'm in Phoenix after after a second or two of swallowing this down. Of that no humidity, dry... The flavor's great. And are, are you insinuating that it's oaky and it's drying your mouth? I don't... I don't taste like a, a lot of like oaky. A dry I, it just wine. Fe- yeah, it just feels like a dry wine. That feeling you get after a, an almost really dry wine. Do you get that at all? I no, I haven't noticed that. Okay. What it's I what me, I, I do get is a very full mouthfeel and flavor. I mean, it just kind of hits everywhere in your mouth. It's not just a sweet or a oaky or a, right. It's kind of all encompassing. I mean, it's hitting all of the sweet spots. Um, well, for a 12-year, you would think it'd be a little more oaky, but I don't get a, hardly any of that on here at all. I could be totally wrong, but maybe that's what that dryness is, and I'm just interpreting it wrong. I suppose that could be it. But it's really good. I'm glad you brought it in. Glad we got to crack it. Glad it was on the list. So, yeah, I was, I, well, I was surprised at how many on that list I actually had. I mean, I was only missing. Are you surprised, Rob? Well, did you do? Of, we I mean, did. A you, lot you, of people have lists. I don't generally have all you did. Stuff. You did a count. Of yours, right? Yeah. What, what did the What did the tally end up being? I don't know. Like, what did I say? 150, and then I found a couple more <laughs> bottles in another closet. I I've, found I've, a couple more bottles uh, in well, another some, closet. There's, there's some duplicates in there too. It's a little unfair. Do you have cabinets in your house where there might be some bottles of whiskey, and you're just not sure? If you open them, no. you'd be like, "Oh, look at there." I did forget that they were in the other closet because I've got two closets down in my basement bar. And one of them has wine and, you know, canned goods. And the other one has my gun cabinets and leftover booze. But most of the whiskey is all actually out on the counter. What's funny is that there are people listening to this right now still going, a rookie. <laughs> I know it, right? 150 Shanique plus was like, rookie. you yeah. you, have, you don't know anything. I, I, my- I was surprised that it had gotten that high because it, Last time I bothered to count, I think it was right at around 100. I'm at 53 now, Rob. Oh, see, so, you're catching up. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yep. I, I got to, I got to, every, I have to finish one before I can get another. That's just, I'm going to keep I, it in that mid 50s range. I have not bought any this month. Good for you. That's think. pretty impressive. <laughs> no, I bought a bottle oh, of, God. well, I went in Texas. I bought a bottle of Evan Williams. Okay. For, All right. in Dallas. Killed it, but before we left, but. Uh, Well, all right. There you go. This is good. I like this. We went by the book depository. Okay. We're not just, you stop right there, pal. (laughs) All right. Knob Creek 12. Have you ever been there to the book depository museum thing? No. The last time I was in Dallas was when we were down there for the. NAB oh, or yeah. RAB and it was we were all in the hotel the whole time we didn't get to go sightseeing the thing the thing that I got out of that is it doesn't appear that Lee Harvey Oswald had to be that great of a shot it isn't that far are you telling me there's no controversy Rob are know, you telling weird, right? me that it was one man with one gun well the thing that I also seemed very strange was that it looked like to me that it would have been a hell of a lot easier shot as he was coming down the street towards the book depository rather than driving away from it. He's he's probably was nervous, right? He probably there had to be moments of doubt before the before the shots rang out, wasn't there? 
So, well, I don't so, know. so he probably didn't. I never he probably met the didn't guy. take the best shot. It didn't seem to phase Jack Ruby at all. He just kind of went in Hell. there. Hell, that was an easier kill, though. God, what are we doing? Why are we talking about this right now? Well, I don't know, because I bought a bottle of Evan Williams in Dallas. <laughs> That's how we got here, huh? Oh, I'm boy. I'm just saying that there was easier shots to be taken, okay. and the, God from it. the grassy knoll behind All the right. fence would have been a lot easier shot than shooting it from the sixth story of the book depository. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that as a shooter of sorts, it would have been easier to do it that way than the way that it is actually being spoon-fed to us at this point. I'm uh, I'm gonna need to go ahead and have another pour of that. All right, to wrap this up. God, thanks, you're thanks, gonna Rob. you're gonna you're gonna drink all day. <laughs> this might be the first time you've ever broken the. You can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Could be, could be. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>